0: All right, welcome to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. This week, we're talking about saying no effectively. Five ways to say no, specifically as a product manager. So I like to say yes to most things, like most people, I think. It's often why I end up with way too many things on my plate, from work to hobbies to events. It's more fun to say yes. Saying yes avoids the difficulty of rejecting an offer or feeling like you're letting someone down. As a dad, I specifically love to say yes. This of course is a problem when we go places like the toy store or the candy store. Another stuffed animal, sure. A box of candy as big as a suitcase, eh, more for all of us. But I know that no one needs that much candy. And it's important to learn that not every trip to the store means my kids will get something. So, like most parents, my wife and I deploy several tactics to say no without simply saying no. We may start by asking our kids why they want a particular toy. As we dive deeper, we may help them uncover if they are really interested in it or just interested in the moment. If it's the former, we may ask them if it's something for their birthday or Christmas list. And then we can prioritize that list later. If it's candy, I'd probably be the first to agree and say, yes, I've got a sweet tooth for sure. So I can easily empathize that the giant chocolate ball as big as your face sounds awesome and we should definitely get it. But would my kids prefer that over dessert at dinner later? Or would they be able to save it if they've already had a treat that day? So none of this is bulletproof, but we can prioritize, we can add to lists for later and make trade-offs, which means all of these tools are helpful. So how can we apply some of that same logic to our work as product managers on product teams? So how can we say no as a product manager? First off, help prioritize. If you're like me, You receive more requests for your products than you'll ever be able to accomplish, from big features to small enhancements, and they're generally all good ideas. So one of my favorite ways to say no as a product leader or product manager is to ask for help to prioritize the current roadmap, which of course presumes that you have a roadmap, which you definitely should. And you should definitely check out some of the other articles I've written on product roadmaps, which you can of course find in this week's newsletter. So when a sales team or executive team comes with a feature request or a list of requests, I show them the current roadmap and prioritization and ask what they would move in order to bump their idea. More often than not, since we're considering all the inputs as a product team, we have nothing on our roadmap that sales teams or executive teams like to bump. And since we can't do everything, we generally stick to the order that we've prioritized. This really helps create a shared understanding of priorities and ensures that we hear ideas and give space for them. But we also become partners in the process. We can effectively say no to a new idea by having these key stakeholders say no to their own ideas. Or if it's something that should move up, in fact, it's also a great conversation on deprioritizing other items, saying no to them in order to prioritize more important work. So that's the first thing. Second thing, align with the strategy. Another key tactic in saying no is determining how a request aligns with our strategy. And again, this presupposes that you've created and socialized a product strategy, which I've also written about. If you haven't done that, you'll need to work on strategy first. Once you have a solid product strategy, you can test requests against it. If a feature request from a customer or stakeholder aligns with the strategy, then it may be worth digging deeper which we'll talk about in a moment, or prioritizing it, which, of course, we just talked about. If a feature doesn't align with our strategy, then we can discuss why it may be a good idea, but isn't the direction we're taking the product. At one company, we faced this repeatedly. We originally targeted our product at smaller companies. But then, as we shifted strategy, we began targeting medium to larger businesses. So product features and requests that made sense before no longer were part of our strategy for the product. And we had to consider that. It became a way for me and and our team to push back on requests that didn't align with the future strategy. They may have been fine before, but they weren't aligning with the new direction that we're taking the product. So that is the second thing. Third thing, use data. Data are a powerful tool when you need to say no to something. This includes quantitative and qualitative data. I once had an executive who was adamant about a feature request for one of my products. He wanted it done in a certain way, though I had already started our team in a different direction. But fortunately for me, I had data to back me up. I presented the analytics to him from our current users, along with a series of interviews I'd done about the feature we were creating. It all pointed to the direction we were going, which is frankly why we went that way and against the way that he preferred fortunately again he was a believer in the data so we quickly ended the debate and i effectively said no based on the data that we found this works the other way as well if you're unsure about a request ask for the data to help justify it often we get requests based on anecdotal conversations which of course can be good but they all need to be fleshed out so asking Your stakeholder teams for the data they're using to justify their request can help distinguish between what is top of mind and what is really top of the list. Whenever possible, don't bring feelings and assumptions when you can bring data. It will allow you to say yes to the right things and say no to everything else. So fourth, dig deeper. Like the toy my kids often want at the toy store, it's important to dig deeper requests. Of course, this isn't news to anyone in product management and product development. We need to get to the heart of a problem to understand the real request rather than just the surface level. As I was working with another executive team, we had a conversation where I dove in deeper using a variety of probing questions like, that's a really interesting idea. Can you help me understand how many customers have been requesting it? How many users do you think would benefit from it? Us adding that. Where do you see that fitting in Our current work? What's the core problem that that solves? What's the potential revenue based on this feature? It's important to really explore a request. In one case, we had a user requesting a button to generate a a report. Now, a button would have been relatively easy to create and add to our product and have this report generated, but I dove in deeper to understand the request better. And it turned out they wanted it so they could pull the report, manipulate the data, and input it into another system that they used. They had always done it through a spreadsheet report, so really hadn't ever considered the possibility of us adding functionality into the product so that they could make their adjustments, they could manipulate the information in a way that made sense, and then move the data from our product to another via API or some other means. So, these are the kinds of things that we can discover when we dig deeper and why it's so important. And finally, keep it for later. Sometimes it's necessary to add things to the list. For my kids, that's often the birthday or the Christmas list. For our products, we need a place to store ideas. Often, customers and stakeholders just want to know that we've heard them, even if it's a no for now. Creating an idea pipeline and parking lot is is a great way to do this. I've created idea backlogs at several companies now, and they are always a big benefit to customers, internal stakeholders, and product teams. Whenever a salesperson or an executive asks about their idea, you can point to your idea backlog and your roadmap to show them that you've got it on the list for consideration, but it hasn't been prioritized into your work yet. They want to push it forward. You can, of course, ask them for help prioritizing. So saying no is a big part of parenting and a big part of product management. We can't do everything. Whether that's buying every stuffed animal or building every feature request. But we can do more than simply say no. We can involve others in the prioritization so they can see what's most important. We can use the data and dive deeper into actual needs. And we can put things on the list for later, all of which is much better than a hard no. So that, is our week's discussion on saying no effectively five ways to say no as a product manager of course if you want to read some of those articles i referenced you can check out the newsletter over at productthinking.cc and of course subscribe to that if you haven't done so already and if you want to listen to the discussions that i had on some of those topics as well you should definitely follow us wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening right now and of course you can follow us on social media you can follow me at kyle larry evans on twitter and tiktok and of course you can follow this podcast and newsletter on twitter and tiktok as well at product thinking just one t in the middle so until next time keep questioning all those assumptions